Welcome to Trails, Tales, and Spruce Tea, the Intertales series, stories in between our regular episodes. Today's story comes from a live event hosted at Sisibu Cafe in the village of Bear River, Nova Scotia. This evening was a project I organized with Fernwood Publishing with funding from Arts Nova Scotia. Wallalik to all of them and to our friends at Sisibu Cafe. This personal story was created and told by storyteller Brett Hannum. So there are two main ingredients in rabbits, too. The first one is the rabbit. So as a kid, it was our job to set the snares, check the snares, and if there was a rabbit in the snare, to bring it back and prepare it and get it ready for cooking. Um, one winter, I, I was at my grandmother's house, and she was making rabbits, so she sent all of the kids outside to go check the snares. So me and my older brother, cousins, and some other kids. So we set off to go in the woods, and we get to the first snare, and, and it's empty. There's no rabbit. Get to the second snare, and it's broken, or it hadn't been set properly, so no rabbit there either. We get to the third snare, and there's a rabbit. And around this time, I was probably five or six years old, so I was the smallest of the group. That meant all the dirty work fell down to me. So they're all say, you know, go, go, get, go get the rabbit, go get the rabbit. So off I go, and I'm going to walk over, and I'm looking down, and, you know, I, I feel feeling pretty bad because, you know, rabbits are cute, and they're soft, and this one's right there, and it's, it's dead. And, but then I got all these other voices behind me yelling, tell me to hurry up. You know, it's cold out. They don't want to be there. Just, you know, hurry up. So, okay, I bend down and, you know, I reach out to try to find a way to loosen the snare and get the rabbit free. Well, as soon as my hand touched that rabbit, it let out this shriek that just cut right through me. If anyone's ever heard a rabbit cry, it's just, it's terrifying. And I had never heard that before, you know, so... I, it just scared the daylights out of me, and I bolted. I, I ran back to, the, to my, my friends, uh, my cousins, and they all started making fun of me. So I got pretty mad about that because, you know, it's pretty freaky. Uh, and I decided, you know, I'm done with this. I'm going inside. So I walk back to the house, and I, I go up to the front door, and to get there, there's, it's 30-odd steps, right? It's quite a long way to get to the front door. So I get up there, I go inside, and you know, I, I sit at the kitchen table. I'm done, done with all this rabbit business. The second most important ingredient in rabbit stew are doughboys. And as a kid, these were my favorite things, right? Uh, these little doughboys that you would get in the stew with the rabbit, it was, you know, tasty and great, and you know, I was just obsessed with these things. And unlocking the mystery was up there with like, how do they get the caramel on the caramel bar? So I was always pretty keen on watching my grandmother when she was making them. And at the time, at that age, I was the kind of kid who would get into things or be places that I shouldn't be. And I loved spending time with my grandmother because she was always cooking or singing or telling a story or you know, she would have cookies or something that was fun to eat. But she was 
also pretty quick to come down on me, kind of like a hammer if I was, you know, poking around somewhere I shouldn't be or getting into something I shouldn't have been getting into, which was pretty frequently. So I was always kind of walking this thin line whenever I was at our house. So I'm sitting at the kitchen table, uh, you know, coloring or messing around with something, and she's at the stove and watching the pots, and she has all this stuff set on the counter, right? She's getting these doughboys ready, and, you know, the stews, you can smell it. And she's looking out the window, keeping an eye on my cousins, my brother, and all these other kids to make sure they don't kill each other. And you can kind of hear outside this, you know, this scream or this cry and she's gone like that out the door and I'm alone in the kitchen and the first thing that I do is I go over to the counter because well she's doing something and I kind of want to see what it is and I know she's in the process of making these things that I really love so I'm pretty sure I can figure it out I get up to the counter and there's a bunch of bowls and they all have this white powder in them and I mean I'm just a kid I can't tell flour from salt and sugar and baking powder, what, what's what? So I just start kind of like grabbing handfuls of things and tossing them into this pot. I don't know what I expected to happen exactly, but before I could wrap my mind around what was going on, I hear this noise, thump, 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 thump. It's my grandmother coming up the stairs. So I grab the, the lid of the pot, I slam it on, run back over to the table, sit in my chair, perfectly still. I haven't moved. Door opens and she comes in. Looks right at me. Looks at the stove. Looks back at me. Reaches for the lid to the pot. No, no, you can't, you can't do that. I'm like trying to persuade her. You'll ruin, you'll ruin them if you take the lid off, right? That's the only thing I knew at that point was that once the lid's on, it stays on. You can't take it off which turned out to be true. <laughs> the rest of it was not so accurate. So she lifts it up. She's not going to listen to me. She knows something's wrong. I, I, in retrospect, it was hard to figure out, I think. Um, and it's just absolute chaos as soon as the lid lifts. Just It starts bubbling over. It's spilling down the sides. The smell is like just burning. It's on the element. It's everywhere. And she turns and she looks at me and she's like, what did you do? Nothing. I haven't moved. I've been here the whole time. And in my mind, I've, I'm getting away with this, right? Because there's no way she can prove that I have moved from my spot. Except I'm five years old and I don't realize that I'm covered almost head to toe in flour. <laughs> so after a few minutes of poking and prodding, I cave in because I'm just a little kid and you know I, I feel really bad. And, you know, she's like, well, what were you trying to do? And I was like, well, I really love these, you know, doughboys. I was just trying to help out. I was trying to, you know, figure out how you make these things, right? You know, I, I didn't mean to, to do all this. And, you know, I feel really bad because I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing. And worse than that, I just ruined all this food, which is something you never do. And I know that she's going to yell at me. She's just going to, like, I'm ready for, like, the end of days. And I'm just sitting crying. I'm like, oh, just get it over with. And instead, she takes the pot off the stove, sets it aside. She goes and gets another one. She starts filling it with water. And she says, you know, the next time you want to learn to do something, just ask. 
and then come and, and I'll, I'll teach you. And I would like to say that that's a lesson that transformed me as a person <laughs> and that I've carried with me my whole life. And I have, in a way, I, I really have. But more often than not, I tend to do things the hardest way possible and make the biggest mess. <laughs> but that's just how I learn, I think, uh, maybe, or that's maybe an excuse. The one thing I do know is how not to make rabbits too. <laughs> that was Brett Hannum, a story told live from downtown Bear River, Nova Scotia, here in the Gaspawick region. Thank you for listening to Trails, Tales, and Spruce Tea, the Intertale series. I'm the producer, Shalyn Jodry. Namultis. <laughs>